This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Mets reporter Anthony DeComo. And Anthony, the injuries just kind of continue to pile up for this Mets team. Somehow they're kind of getting by and surviving despite it all. But but more bad news on Thursday morning as we record this podcast Thursday afternoon. As David Wright has announced, or the Mets have announced, that he will indeed undergo neck surgery Uh, They tried pretty much everything uh, to get him back on the field without the surgery with that neck problem. But in the end, he opts for surgery, uh, could miss three months. I would think could miss the rest of the season. How big a blow is this for the Mets right now? You know, it it is and it isn't. And the reason why I say that is it's obviously a monumental blow to the team, everything that David Wright means to this team, to this franchise, to this organization, and, and even baseball-wise, still, when he's healthy, he's a big piece for this team. Um, but I think privately the Mets have been bracing for this for a little while now. Um, so I don't think this comes as a huge shock to anyone within the organization. Um, even coming into this season, you know, if you were the Mets, you very much hoped that you could get a relatively healthy, and by relatively healthy I mean 120, 130 games out of David Wright, but that was far from a sure thing, and, and I think it was in the back of everyone's mind uh, that David Wright might miss significant time again. Uh, now, it wound up being his neck and not his back. How interrelated those two injuries are, we'll find out. Um, but the Mets did position themselves as, as well as they could have during the winter uh, to brace for this kind of thing. Um, that's why they went out and got his dribble Cabrera, so that they could turn uh, Wilmer Flores is the kind of super sub at every position. Well, now Wilmer Flores is the starter at third base, and he's been playing pretty well in Wright's absence the past couple of weeks. Um, that's not going to preclude the Mets from going out and trying to trade for uh, or acquire in another way a, a third base replacement or even someone to pair with Flores, maybe to platoon with Flores, something like that. Um, but for right now, they're okay. Um, they kind of saw this coming. They've been playing without Wright for a while anyways, and while it is a huge uh, blow for this team and uh, for everything David Wright represents, uh, it's something that the Mets uh, you know, have done in the past and they're going to have to do again, deal with life without David Wright. And obviously that, like you said, it's become kind of the, the norm as opposed to the exception. So do the Mets have to start seriously considering just in general a world without David Wright and the thought that, He's just not going to be able to play regularly for the rest of his career? Well, I think at the very least they've reached a point in Wright's career, and let's just assume for the sake of argument that he's gone for the rest of the year. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Even if he does return, you're talking about minimal minimal returns, minimal production. Um, so going forward, going into next year, he's going to be 34 years old. Uh, that's an age where even if he was completely healthy, 
You would have to start budgeting uh, regular time off for him. You would have to be very careful with how you use him. Uh, it's just an age where you can't do things with players that you can do with them in their mid to late 20s, even into their early 30s. Um, now, when you throw on top of the fact that uh, he's had all these major injuries and add on top of that, that the spinal stenosis condition that we're not even talking about right now is something David Wright is going to have to deal with for the rest of his career, for the rest of his life. Uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say that if you're the Mets, while you want David Wright back and you want him healthy and you want him productive and you can hope that he can be all of those things for you, you at least have to plan and hedge on the fact that you're probably not going to have a full healthy season from David Wright ever again. Uh, it's just a reality at this point. And uh, if there's anyone in baseball who can make it back from all these debilitating injuries that he's undergone, it's right. I mean, this guy still, in his mid-30s, works as hard as anyone, cares as much as anyone, is going to put all the work in and do everything he needs to do to give himself a chance. But, yeah, from a baseball operations perspective, from a team planning perspective, how you build this thing, how you shape this thing going forward, I think you do have to operate under the assumption that uh, uh, David Wright's not going to be a regular or at least a consistent part of this. You mentioned adding a third baseman, and and feel free to tell me it's way too soon to speculate, but do any names pop into your mind about guys who maybe are available out there that could come in and help at the hot corner? Well, the one guy who who I think intrigues everyone would be uh, Yulieski Goriel, the Cuban free agent who MLB just declared a free agent this week. And uh, speaking about him earlier this week, Sandy Alderson said, well, you know, let's Let's see if it fits our need. And that was before David Wright uh, had announced that he was going to undergo surgery. Um, it didn't seem as realistic at the time because uh, there was a thought that David Wright could return and you're not going to go out and pay big money, maybe spend multiple years on a free agent who, who, who for all intents and purposes, is an everyday third baseman, or at least that's what you would be signing him with the intention of doing if David Wright was going to come back. Well, now David Wright's probably not going to come back. So maybe that becomes a little more realistic. Maybe the Mets decide they want to get in there and start bidding and be one of the high bidders on him. Um, The other reason why he's so intriguing is because if you look at the trade market right now, there's really not a lot out there. There aren't a lot of third basemen who you would consider everyday caliber, who you would consider a clear upgrade over Wilmer Flores, um, who are playing for teams that don't need their services, teams who can't reasonably expect to be in the pennant chase and, and don't have an excess or a surplus at that position. So uh, there's not a lot of things the Mets can do. Um, I don't think they're going to go out right now and blow Gurriel away with an offer or anything like that. I think they are very committed, at least in the short term, to Wilmer Flores. Um, they have Kelly Johnson on the roster now, who is a left-handed bat who can um, – fill in there on occasion, uh, not necessarily a natural third baseman, but he can play the position. So for the short term, they're set, and I think uh, that's one name at least to keep an eye on. And you never know what can happen in the trade market as things develop as uh, we get deeper into the summer, into July. Um, But there aren't a ton of options there right now, so the Mets' hands are tied a little bit in terms of what they can do. Yeah, because we've learned in recent years that at this point in the season with the two wild cards, everybody's a buyer at this point. You really have to wait until the end of July before you really know who is available. So, obviously, all the injuries. David Wright, Conforto's day-to-day cortisone shot. Neil Walker's missed three games. I mean, all these guys are out, Anthony, and yet on Wednesday night, somehow the Mets go out, get 19 hits, and pile up a bunch of runs to to support Noah Syndergaard. Uh, how did that happen? 
baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what happens sometimes. Um, yeah, you, you know, I was talking with someone in the clubhouse late last night, and he asked, um, you know, has there ever been a lineup that scored 11 runs with five people in the starting lineup who weren't in the opening day lineup? And my response was, I have no idea, but probably, because baseball's weird like that. I'm sure it has happened before. Um, it was a win that the Mets very much needed, uh, certainly playing without Walker, without Conforto. Uh, Juan Lagares was a late scratch, and uh, there are varying degrees of worry uh, for all those guys. Um, but this is what the Mets are going to have to do because uh, Wright's obviously out now. Lucas Duda isn't coming back anytime soon. I think the best case you're looking at for him is probably around the All-Star break. Um, Travis Darno should be back next Tuesday. That's the date the Mets are targeting, but... Uh, you, you don't know. He's had so many injuries in his past as well that uh, I, 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 I struggle to say the Mets can count on him being consistently there over the rest of the summer. So uh, until or unless reinforcements come, uh, until or unless another Ioannis Cespedes-type deal is around the corner, and I'm not sure that deal is out there for the Mets this year, uh, this is what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to string together offense with the guys that they have, whether it's Wilmer Flores or Rene Rivera or James Loney, these guys that they picked up, Kelly Johnson, and so on and so forth, and uh, see what happens. Um, because you don't know. You don't know what the Mets are going to be able to do trade-wise. Um, and right now, at least for the foreseeable future, what they have is what they have. All right, let's go good news for a minute. We need some of that in the podcast. And, you know, Matt Harvey made one great start, and we said, all right, well, that's a step in the right direction. He makes another great start, and you're like, all right, back-to-back, back, that, that's good, but let's see. Now he's made three straight great starts over that stretch, 2-1, and one, ERA under 1, 17 strikeouts to three walks. He's only allowed eight hits in 20 innings. Can we now say that Matt Harvey is back? Yeah, I think I'm willing to say that, Tim. And uh, I think it was you that uh, told me on this podcast or said on this podcast that, uh, you know, mentioned that the one thing that was still concerning with Harvey was the lack of strikeouts, even after he had looked like he was back. Um, and my response at the time was, yeah, but the strikeout stuff is there. Um, the velocity, which had been around 93, is back up around 95, 96, where he's sitting. Um, you know, a guy who has always been able to rear back and, and hit 98, 99 when he needs to is to suddenly ha- have that upper 90s uh, velocity again when he when he wants it when he needs it so the ingredients were there and he's starting to put it together now in terms of making those strikeout pitches which which tells me also that the command is back as well so um is he never going to have a bump in the road again of course he is it's pitching is hard and uh, it's what happens but I, i do think over the next three and a half months that we have left in this season yeah matt harvey is going to be a consistent performer for the mets um He's proven now over a two-week stretch that uh, he has all the ingredients there to be that pitcher. We've seen it from him in the past. We've seen what it looks like. We know he can do it, and we're seeing him do it now. So, uh, like you said, that is probably the best news for the Mets because they're not going to hit as consistently as they'd like with all these players injured. It's just the fact of life. Um, They're not going to be the offense they want to be until they start getting uh, some pieces back or making some moves. So they're going to need their pitching to carry them on a lot of nights. And uh, if they have one more starting pitcher in the rotation who's able to do that in Harvey, it's only a good thing. That's one thing Mets fans don't have to panic about, so that's good news. All right, this has been (laughs) MLB.com Extras, our Mets edition. For Anthony DeComo, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. 
MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details.